Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. We're back, we're back, we're back in the kitchen. Or the boiler room. Where do we record? I thought it was the kitchen, but I guess everyone's like, it's the boiler room. Okay. Are the we kitchen. in the boiler room? You All know, right. You know what? Here's the yes and we've been waiting for. Kitchen's in the boiler room, baby. We moved the kitchen down to Andy's boiler room. It's even more cramped. Silent Bob's hiding in the stove. <laughs> Giving us thumbs up when it's preheated. <laughs> he doesn't feel heat. That's a new thing for Silent Bob. He doesn't feel heat, but he feels cold. He's always cold. And he is basting nicely in there. Yeah, he's like the guy from, uh, have you ever read that uh, Robert Service poem? You know Robert Service? No. Oh, yeah, that fam- fam- the famous Robert Service. Robert Service from like the Yukon, famous Canadian <laughs> poet. And he's got a poem yeah. about the cremation of Sam McGee. And then oh. the, the last line is he's in this big stove and he goes, close the door, it's cold out there. Or something like that. It, but it rhymes with something. <laughs> Bear? That's Does it fun. Rhyme with bear? Yeah, probably rhymes with bear. bear. Yeah. Polar bear, something, something. It's cold out there. That's a whole poem. Anyway, a Canadian treasure that we have used to make reference only for the world building of our favorite character, Silent Bob. Yeah, it was very odd to have him at our, our live show. It was, it was, it was, the audience really took to him. Yeah, they liked him. He they did. did bite one man's yeah. cheek. Yep. That's true, yeah. That was we shouldn't be recapping what happened to something that people have probably just listened to, right? If you haven't heard our JFL 42 episode, you got to listen. It is, it is going to go down in history as the only episode where we've really, really tried our hardest. <laughs> we yeah. really tried hard for we that. We actually one. wrote some things down before we went on stage, so it was very interesting. Yeah. But I love how we're coming out of this one, guns a-blazing. Anyone who's tuning into this as their first episode has no idea what's going on. They don't know who any of us is or what the hell we're doing, so let's backtrack and do some intros. Yes, it's me, the greatest father in the world, Roly Bush, with my gorgeous boy, Andy. Hello, that's me, Andy. And if you've never heard this podcast before, this it's all about Andy. It's about building him up, his self-esteem and his career, his uh, pride and his beauty somehow, um, and working and against the forces of the world and nature and magic that wish to tear him down. Right? Yep, I guess so. <laughs> we bring on guests we to help them up in that pursuit. And as always, we are joined on our journey by our podcasting intern from the Ryerson University program, Everardo Ramirez. That's right. What's up, guys? Taking a quick break, a little break uh, from podcasting, focusing on acting uh, on the recommendation of my new agent, Vince. Okay. Uh, as you can see, he's made me look like an actor. He uh, he gave me anime hair. Yeah, these are the things that all actors have: anime hair. There's a lot of angles to your hair now. A long T-shirt. Yeah. A a chunky ring. Right. And boots that are tied super tight. Yeah, you kind of do so, just like your T-shirt is the only thing you're wearing. You kind of look like <laughs> one of the dwarfs, but like an anime dwarf. Yeah. So that's he said that all the young actors are doing that. So I'm kind of focusing on that. You look insane. <laughs> like, well, thank you. You look like you're about to dance so hard <laughs> at all of at us. Well, I don't you're know how to a, dance. Why are you wearing a gi? You're wearing a gi. Yeah, it's, it's not oh, quite yeah. a t-shirt. It's a gi. It's a, gi. It's a, yeah. it's a karate gi that you're wearing backwards like crisscross. <laughs> Yes, thank you for noticing. That is a karate gi, and I, I'm hoping to get my yellow stripe any day now. What is that? That's not a belt? It's almost a belt. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> Is this for acting, or is this for... for... It's a yellow stripe in acting, but uh, it is karate acting. Have you guys so. ever heard of nerd karate? Yeah. At the highest level, you get your black suspenders. <laughs> That's nerd I, karate. I hope to get there one day. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I'm working on my yellow stripe yep. for now that's in good. acting and karate. Karate well, that's acting. Good. And your uh, your agent Vince, does he work for an agency or is he uh, just a lone wolf? 
Uh, he does work for an agency, but it's kind of a one-man operation. His agency. His agency, Is yes. Is it called like... Um, it's just called Vince yeah. Inc. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Inc. Vince so Inc. He's incorporated. Oh, but you're showing me the card, and Inc. is spelled like tattoo. Yes, like unfortunately. Ink. So uh, he's also a tattoo artist. Yeah. Well, no, he just spelled that wrong and printed 5,000 business cards. Okay. And his logo is him flexing his bicep with a tattoo on it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he's someone that's not about that. <laughs> Nothing to do with that. He's not a tattoo that's artist. Fle- he's flexing his agent muscles, is okay. what he's described it okay. as. Has you got? Has he gotten you any any uh, auditions or anything? That's what agents usually do. Um, no auditions. I I was working on the interactive play in the past. What? Oh, that's right. Like interactive sleep theater, no more yeah. Sort of thing. yeah. Whereas uh, in Toronto's underground network of tunnels, the path. Yes, and I'm actually. Uh, well, actually, yeah, I do have an audition for a new interactive theater play where I will be playing a man who. Uh, Who's kind of like asking everyone who goes to the washroom what they if they want a mint or if they need their hands dried. Yeah, you're working as a bathroom attendant. Yeah, that's not. Yes, a play. You're, that's, so that's, that's kind of the role that I'm playing, and it, it's a long play. It goes eight hours. six out eight hours. Yeah, yeah. Eight hours. And if you do a good job at play, people tip you. Yes, there is, it's kind of like a, a bit of busking and a bit would of theater. It, it, it <laughs> oh, you have to busk too. <laughs> well, I have a little basket that people can put change in. Um, so it's kind I of a one man play that you do for eight hours. Yeah, it's like a it's a one man play, and kind of audience comes and goes. Can I recommend something for your busking? Bring in some lively percussion and brass, and for some reason, the whole world will treat it like it's good music. Okay, people will go gaga <laughs> if you're just doing lively brass and percussion. But, yeah, that's interesting because there is a guy who's super famous in Dundas Square for just hitting a bucket. Yeah, the the bucket now, guy. I got a. It's but like stomp, but less. He's good at it. Hitting I mean, he's, he's good at it. He's good at the, hitting the bucket. The bucket guy, yeah, he's got rhythm, and I, honestly, I think I think it's the he's acoustics. He's got rhythm. He's got rhythm. He <laughs> the really bare minimum of what you would expect from bucket just, guy. I mean, I like that he goes for it, and I like that he's he's like energetic. I don't know. I've never I, given him money, but I think he's. I don't think he's terrible. I dare him I to get a second bucket, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, I have anyone can play one bucket. Quantity of buckets. But um, Neil Perth had uh, twelve buckets <laughs> going when he joined Rush. Pert, no H. Pert, Neil Pert. <laughs> so you're talking about the Australian Pert. Rush cover band. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about Niall Perth. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I'm trying my best out here. I don't you're know doing anything a great about job, Rush. Dad. I know Robert Service. Okay, I'm a, I know a little something called books <laughs> yeah. and poetry. I don't know a little something called Rush. I'm really sad I didn't know that. I should have. Known. I think I studied that in high school, but I just forgot it. Oh well. Um, I don't know. So anyway, listen. Before we introduce our guest, which is the point of all of our episodes, to bring in a nice guest who's going to help Andy along his path, um, I want. We want to do something here. It's how it's ha- Halloween month. It's Halloween. Yeah. yeah, I mean Halloween all month. It's Halloween history. That month. is what happens when, when like as soon as October first hits, everybody is just like, "I'm so glad it's Halloween." Like so many. Of yeah, all the Tim Burton all heads Tim come, out all, come out talking all talking about their nightmare before Christmas. They all come out. All the nerds mate. They all, they all the dark nerds scurry out of their holes and mate. I can't wait to wear my pumpkin head. Yeah, yeah. you hear you hear this a lot more than usual. I'm I'm just weird. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just weird. And Finally, then one month out of the year where I'm like everybody else. <laughs> this is my Christmas, you hear? Yeah. yeah. Or if you're an idiot on Twitter, you it's spooky month. Oh, you get to change you your handle. Hear, you ever oh, hear yeah. Something ironically that? spooky. You don't actually, yeah. nothing well, actually terrifying. Some of them are, well, what do you mean? What would be truly terrifying? I don't, I'm going to murder you. I'm going to fucking find out where you are and murder you. Yeah, okay, so it's not that. <laughs> Between the two poles of that and irony, I guess. Yeah, it's just gentle jokes. But like, if that was, it's, if that was like, a, um, like, hey, Roly Bush, I know where you live. I'm gonna find you and kill you. Yeah, like that was your that'd be handle. Scary. That would be that would scare you personally. Don't yeah, you think? everyone would be like, oh my god, there's no character limits anymore. <laughs> we've got a lot to get yeah, to. Yeah, we got here. a lot to get to, and I'm really excited about this Halloween thing. We're gonna, we're gonna. We're going to check back in with this bit because I'm stoked for it, but I'm stoked to introduce our guest even more than that and then get our guest in on this bit. So listen, without further ado, you know her from her uh, career in horror films. 
you, you think you know her, but you have no idea. She's come a long way and she wants to clear up the story and tell us where she's at these days and what her hopes and dreams and all of that. So please welcome the girl from the ring. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much for being here. That's what your voice sounds like. I've always wondered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people are used to, you know, he doesn't know. That's what I'm known for, but, you know. Oh, the, wait, wait, you have a wait, voice? you had a line in the ring? I don't even remember the voice. Ah, yeah, no, that's it. Um, um, okay, sorry, I just got to get in the character here. Um, but I do want to hurt people, and I'm sorry. That's it. Oh, wow. I honestly, all I remember from, I, I'm sorry, but all I remember from you, were, from you in the ring was just you coming into that television screen and just walking slowly mm-hmm. As the uh, people scream. Yeah, sort of forward, but not forward. Right side, but not right side. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I do also talk. I mean, I am an excellent physical actress, but I do also speak. Yeah, it's too bad you guys don't remember that, but it definitely... I must have been too scared. I didn't... Okay, so you are calling yourself an actress, but is it not... Did you do that stuff for real? Did you kill those people? Here's what I will say. Okay. If you watch the playback, I don't actually kill anyone. I don't even touch anyone. I literally enter the room and they drop dead, which honestly, rude. Oh, that's on them. All right. That's on them. No one reacts that way when David Blaine does a cool trick, you know? That's true. And a lot of people die and that gets brushed under the rug. Yeah, no one talks about it. No one talks about all the David Blaine murders. Yeah, everyone's just like, oh, the pussy posse's at it again. (laughs) David Blaine. That's David Blaine's group. If you're not familiar, you can look that up. David Blaine, <laughs> Wait, Toby Maguire, from... Leo DiCaprio, and the rest of the Pussy Posse. Wait, David Blaine is in that group? <laughs> it's an eclectic group, my man. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, weird group. Wow. So, okay, so I hear what you're saying, and I don't think it qualifies as victim blaming. I think you're just a reasonable gal who is telling us how it is from your perspective. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like I'm trying to turn a new leaf, you know? I've just moved to Toronto. I'm really excited to be here. Um, It's a big change for me. Um, As you know, I grew up at the bottom of a well. Um, (laughs) A bit dark, but I'm really happy to be in the city. I'm excited to get myself out there, start dating. Um, Oh, wow. The dating pool at the bottom of the well, ironically, quite shallow. Um, Not a lot of (laughs) options. It's kind of like... You know, when you go to a party and, like, every guy is just playing an acoustic guitar, which, yeah. and, like, I get it, because the acoustics down there are really good. Oh, wow. Um, but you're kind of like, <laughs> okay, you know, this guy is playing Counting Crows, but this guy is playing Everlast. Like, who should I choose? Oh, and he loves Everlast. I'm a big fan, yeah. Oh, yeah? Although I do really do, like, kind of, it's hard, it's tough. That is a tough choice. Counting yeah. Crows. Yeah, you, know, you know, hard to pick. And whoever, you just go home with whoever plays Wonderwall first, obviously. I bet as essentially the queen of darkness, you've done your fair share of, may I say, lowering my glasses as I say this, counting crows. <laughs> <laughs> You're high-fiving me and my crows, hand is yeah. soaking wet now. My <laughs> hand is now soaking wet and thick. The wet is thick. Mm, mm. Uh, Now you're talking about dating. Is that difficult when your hair kind of goes all the way around your head a bit? And you can't tell which side is the right side of your head? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I feel like people are swiping right based on my profile, less on my picture, which I think is kind of good. Okay, yeah, let's take a look at your profile here. What do we got on your profile? Okay, now you got... Now, this isn't Tinder. What is this site that we're looking at here? Dad, uh, don't look at that. You might die in seven days. Oh, my God. It's no, fine. Oh my God. Okay, no, I'm it's sorry. Fine. I don't mean it. But, I mean, that's what the whole thing, that's the whole thing, wasn't it? That is kind of your whole deal. You look at something, you look at an image of... of... Andy, the important thing here is that I don't remember what happens in the ring, and okay. I won't be sidetracked by it. All right, fine. I was <laughs> just trying to help. If I die in seven days, honestly, good riddance. Podcast end. <laughs> okay, what do we have here? What's this site? It's not Tinder. Um, it's Bumble. Oh, this is Bumble. Yeah. Oh, that's a better Tinder. Yeah, you know, the ladies get to choose. Oh, this is ladies' Uh, choice. mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, the ladies just speak first. They, it's still, it's just Tinder, but the ladies have to initiate the conversation. Oh, Andy knows all about Bumble. Yeah, 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 I do. I do. I know Bumble. Tinder, Ladies are always Hinge. initiating the conversation with Andy on Bumble. So Bumble, is there like a there's a B theme here? Is there a B theme? A bit of a B theme. Bumble, you know. Because I've seen I, I've used um I've used Wasp. dot com. Mm-hmm. It's for white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, Protestants who want yeah. to sort of like passive aggressively. It's like Christian mingle, but you have to be 
rich and a bit racist. Yeah, you have, but you have to keep it all under your hat a bit. And it has to leak out through the conversation over months. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, then you have to sort of just sort of end up in a relationship together. And then your kids resent it. <laughs> so that's, I mean, it's not a good sight, but I enjoy it. So, okay, this is Bumble, and we got your profile here, and you're looking good in these pics. Thank you. Um, and, uh, okay, now read your, uh, what, what's your profile say here? Oh, this is a fun quote. Um, okay, so, I mean, keeping with the theme, you guys said it was a Halloween theme, so I did switch up to a spooky name. Yeah. Um, Bad Samara 10, you know, so yeah, I wouldn't help you out if you were, you know, you need to change for the subway or something. Yeah, you're inherently um, not bad enough as the woman known for murders from horror films, so you made it Bad Samara. <laughs> yeah, Bad Samara 10, so okay. not helpful. And, um, you know, age 26. Okay, is that accurate? More or less. Okay, you're not like an eternal being or anything like that? Um, I'm trying to do the math quickly. I think my, my narrative took place in the 70s and I died when I was eight, so. <laughs> Wait, about 26. So you're, about 26, Wait, rounding you're, up. So you're eight. Rounding down. Okay, I'm sorry. You're eight in those movies? Yeah. In that movie, I was eight. I'm grown up now. <laughs> but do, but wow. don't you, it's weird. I mean, uh, I don't want to get into it. Never mind. You're eight. Okay, but yeah, fine. Like you grew up? Did you, but you, when you die, don't you just like stay the same age as, as, as oh, Wow, he, and he's no, either no. right or he's a rube. No, no. Let's play it. right or rube. I don't want to talk about that, dude. No. Only two options, right or rube. Um, okay, Samara, is Andy right or rube? Um, rube, I mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah, good. I don't want to be talking about the concept, like that whole uh, the whole thing in the the, the vampire movie. The uh, that was always creepy as hell. Oh, interview with the vampire. The interview with, with the, the young, vampire. Young girl. Yeah, young girl. She's like, you bit me when I was like eleven, and now I'm I'm like hundred and fifty, and I'm. But she I horny. look like I'm eleven. I'm and she's horny, horny but yeah. she's not allowed. But I'm eleven. Yeah. But yeah. it was fucked up because you're watching, and we're like that actress. What was it? Uh, Kristen, Kristen Dunst. Dunst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is eleven. Yeah. So, you're yeah. not supposed to watch that. That's gross. And she's just trying to entrap guys and then cancel them. <laughs> <laughs> they get canceled. Um, okay, so Samara, what's this quote here? It's, it's, this is fun. This is, a, this is a, your quote. This is like to sell your personality, I guess. It says, uh, what's it say here? Pizza says, is my boyfriend? Pizza is my boyfriend. That is fun. That is fun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have a sense of humor. That's the thing a lot of people don't realize. Like, I get, I think, um, kind of pigeonholed as scary and spooky, and I'm actually, like, really fun. Yeah. Okay? So, yeah, peace is my boyfriend. <laughs> it's who I usually wind up with at the end of the night. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's good. That's um, fun. Okay, so that's great. And uh, are you successful on these apps? How's it been going? I mean, it's been tough, you know. Um a lot has changed in the world. You know, now everyone's on their phone. I used to be able to easily pass through a TV when people had cable, and I can't pass through a phone. It's different. Oh, it's, it's not too just small? Yeah, yeah, so I just oh, feel like tough. I'm commuting a lot, and that's kind of annoying, but um, yeah. yeah, it'd be worth it for the right guy. Just haven't have you, have met you dated any other, like, horror figures? Or no, is it just, my oh, God, oh, no. no. Oh, Candyman's a romantic. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's just like... It's just, goes, it feels really like incestuous, you know, like everyone slept with everyone and you just don't really want, and you just don't want to get involved. Oh, I see. You know, you don't right. want to shit where you eat, so to speak. Okay, yeah. I feel like there must be at least one monster who literally does that. Yeah, I know a lot of people were shitting inside the well, so oh. I have some, you and that's know. And <laughs> inside the well? There were a lot of people in there. People think I was down there alone and that I like crawled out, but actually I was on top of a very big human pyramid and then I just kind of like, <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh, I was gonna say so. It's like a genie bottle, but no, it's just an actual. Place it's a community where... down there, you oh, know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. A community of people writhing around, shitting, <laughs> shitting, <laughs> eating. You know. We live in a society. They would cry. Yeah, they would, <laughs> and it would echo, and it would sound really good, like really good acoustics. I think I touched on that, but oh, it's cool. really good. <laughs> wow. So okay, I'd love you're, you're... to visit the well sometime. Yeah, that's a good point. I want to see this well. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Come on, I'll bring you around. Yeah, you guys can meet um, Jordy and um, Sue. <laughs> Jordy and Sue. Wait, so they're yeah. not all horror people down there. No, there's, there's a lot of re regular people down there. Yeah. Wait, why are they in the? Do they ever crawl out of the well? Or? No, it's kind of like um, you know, like an escape 
you know, they're sick, they're tired of the big city and they just want a little peace and quiet. Can I ask, and with all due respect, are you lying and these are your victims over the years? No, absolutely not. It's kind of like, you know, a retirement community. Oh, like a Jimmy Buffett's uh, retirement. Yeah, it's kind of like it's a no lot. Kids. It's a lot like Margaritaville. Actually, it's like Florida. yeah. So no. they all retire at in the well. Yeah, they come down. You know, some some are snowbirds. They just spend a season, but oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. I was driving through. Um, uh, the reason I bring up Jimmy Buffett is because uh, I was driving through Georgia on the way to South Carolina, and this and the cab driver was like. Uh, it pointed out the window and he's like, there's a Jimmy Buffett. It wasn't called Margaritaville, I don't think, because it wasn't the restaurant. It was like an actual retirement community of like townhouses on the water, but you couldn't see it yet. It was like a winding driveway to get in. And he was like, yeah, that's the Jimmy Buffett whatever. And he was like, it's a, you know, it's a living community. No kids allowed. And he said it like it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were like, oh, and we started to make a joke. And then he looked at us like, no, no, no. This isn't something we joke about. <laughs> this, this is good. This is great. Wow. These, are all, these are all people who don't have children. They're either... So they can even have their grandchildren visit them. I think they can visit. They cannot stay the night. They can have conjugal <laughs> visits with their grandchildren. Yeah, it's conjugal only. Because they're parent heads, baby. I, I think you don't know what conjugal visit means. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's <laughs> when you go visit your grandparents at the, at the old age home. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And they, you know, they allow you to feed her pills for... An hour or yeah. something. Conjugal means when some <laughs> cons juggle. <laughs> when you go to prison and the cons juggle for you. Juggle them nuts. We're going to cut this yeah. part? Yeah, maybe. We're going to cut this part out? I have a quick question for you, actually. Uh, uh, I am so sorry. What is your, your girl from girl from the ring? Yeah. What's your name? Samara. It's Samara, Samara Morgan. Samara Morgan. So Morgan. You, are yeah. you familiar with... All right, go ahead. You want Sorry, no, I just thought you were Japanese. Because I was going to say, are you familiar with Ringu? Yeah, a Are bit. you the same person? No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. No, no, it's kind of like, um, oh, I don't know. What's a good comparison? Uh, it's kind of like... Like Blake 182 and Sum 41, they're the exact yeah, same but different? exactly. <laughs> no, don't, no. We grew up in a different context, so we're just very different people. It just seems coincidental that there were two eight-year-olds who died by falling into a well and they crawl through a television and kill people. No, that it, way. it happens more often than you think. I, I feel like, you know... Oh, wow. Maybe you've lived quite a sheltered life. No, Andy just doesn't remember because I've got one of those MIB sticks that wipes his memory anytime something too bad happens. But Andy, we had girls crawling through our TV like fucking every week when you were a kid. What? Yeah, when you were on Street Sense and you were a teen heartthrob of Canada, little girls were crawling through the screen every <laughs> fucking night and I had to shoo them away like pests. Okay. There's a little girl graveyard in the back of our old house in Halifax. <laughs> So you murdered children? I shoot, shoot them away, and they mur they snap their own necks, going nuts to get you. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were the JTT of Canada during that time. You were Street Sense's own. Yeah, Street Sense's own Andrew Bush. And JTT. those girls were trespassing. Yeah, and they're trespassing. I, think, I was yeah, standing were, my ground. Yeah, you were in your standard ground rights, I think. Yeah. yeah, in Nova Scotia, that's true. There is a stand your ground law. Halifax so. is the only stand your ground city in uh, Canada. <laughs> Canada. Yeah, but if my boy, but can, it can only be through neck snapping. You can't shoot them. You have to mm, snap and they them can. Neck. It's only if they enter through the TV. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, there's a lot of caveats, but honestly, they're important. And you it checked happens. all the boxes. It was completely legal what you did. Yeah, it was legal. Yes. Okay. It was legal. Uh, good, good. I, I, this is all news to me. I don't remember any because you wiped my memory. But, with the um, MIB stick. Yeah, with the MIB <laughs> stick from Men in Black. One, two, three. Is there a four? Uh, the four. only one I've seen oh, yeah. is the one with the Hemsworth. Oh, and, the, uh, the, the fourth? That can't be true. You haven't seen Men in Black 1? I've seen... I've, I don't know which one you mean by one. I think it's kind of a Star Wars thing where the only one that matters is the one that just came out with Liam Hemsworth or Chris Hemsworth and what's her, and uh, the... The other one. And what's her name? The Valkyrie from... Tessa uh, Thompson. Tessa Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. So that's my Men in Black. So whatever you guys are thinking when you say Men in Black, just remember that's my Men in Black. Okay. That's I the love only one I count. That I Men in Black because I thought it was so interesting that they didn't include a single joke in that movie. That's what comedy is nowadays, Ev. Yeah. It's... That's true. It's yeah. kind of loose, shoddy, lighthearted drama plus, you know, and then... Sometimes someone says a joke, but then someone else laughs at it to diffuse the tension before you can laugh at it. And then you know that you don't have to laugh and it's fine. 
And the joke is, but he he's depressed, but he's a horse. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> you know, she's depressed, but she's single. Or they're depressed, but they're trying. That's comedy now. Comedy, so that there's two categories of art now. There's drama, and then there's, oh, this also is drama. <laughs> yeah. And it's nice. As a comedy fan, I like that. It's a relief yeah. from all of the comedy that ha- that is comedy. Well, you do know it's a comedy because they have a lot of like uh, animal puns in there too. Don't puns? Forget. And that that's sells a, it. Yeah, that sells it. That's what you really know when it's, it's comedy. good. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And anyway, we the new Man in Black is really funny. There's a scene where Hemsworth turns to Thompson and says, um, that's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> He's pointing to like an alien who's like wearing the wrong thing. <laughs> I heard there's a scene in that movie where they're watching the news and Donald Trump's on the news and they're like, this guy's an alien. <laughs> but they say it. They say it He's like, got to be. He's so wrong. <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh, and sorry, who? Like, uh, they're like, uh, truth is stranger than fiction. And I think there's probably a scene in the movie where Tessa Thompson's like, what if we called ourselves people in black? P.I.B. Pib. And then everyone, <laughs> there's a beat, and then everyone laughs. Yeah. yeah. But like, then they no stop way laughing. We would ever like, do that. Fair point. That's a good point. Fair, fair point. point. Actually, fair point. Well, yeah. we'll never have comedies like we used to. That's the point. We'll yeah. never have a nice comedy where a man can't see more than skin deep on a woman, but then he gets cursed, and then he can see mm, her soul. Love movies like that. She looks as skinny as her soul is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only movie I care about. <laughs> Shallow How and the Fairly Brothers. We gotta do a segment sometime good. where we pitch new Fairly Brothers movies. Oh, I'd be into fun. that. Yeah. Do you want to do that now? Want to give it a crack? I would, I'd, oh, okay, I was gonna say we could we could also pitch Todd Phillips movies, but yeah, that's fine. Sure. Fairly okay, Brothers, we could yeah. do either. Yeah. Let's just pitch some movies. Pitch some guys. This is our new favorite segment, and it's called Pitching Some Flicks. <laughs> I love a Fairly Brother movie where someone who is clearly. Um, an idiot. Is this like the dumbest person ever? Because I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, he's like the dumbest person ever. And he's like a, a slob and a moron and, and so stupid. Yeah. And his extremely beautiful wife uh, gets mad at him for like an afternoon. And he has to learn something about himself. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so you're pitching like a kind of fairly adaptation of Blondie and Dagwood. Yes. I like yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see, I don't know, maybe... Uh, you know, maybe a Channing Tatum even in there. Oh, that That's would be nice. nice. It's sort of like a charming, like brick. Mm-hmm. Mm. Actually, I would, I would like Kevin James. I think he's more no. suited for it. No, Samira's not so sure. We're going back to Tatum on this. <laughs> yeah, we got. Okay. You got to have Tatum. The well, Tater. You know, something. Maybe something the in between. The Tater Tot. <laughs> That's when he has a kid. Whenever he has a kid, we're talking Tater Tot. We're talking Tater Tot. That's nice. Um, what, what kind of, uh, Fairly Brothers movie do I want to see? Well, I'm excited to tell you about this one, about a man who sits on a toilet for so long to take a shit that the toilet becomes part of him a bit. And then he has to walk around with a toilet ass and he loses his job. He loses his family, but he gains a friend in an equally strange guy, a guy, uh, who the exact same thing happened. (laughs) And it's two toilet ass dicks who are also, they are ill-mannered. (laughs) <laughs> They're bad, and they and they go. It gets worse and worse and worse until they sign up for the sh- to- best toilet ass competition. <laughs> they sign up for the Miss Toilet Ass America, Mister and Miss. Anyone? Anyone? If you got a toilet on your ass, there's like six of us. We're all in the pageant. <laughs> That's right. And and you know what? Not every comedy's got to be people learning something, but they do. No, <laughs> they learn not to shit that long again. Does, does the toilet? Speak? Is it like an anthropomorphic toilet, or no? It's just part no, of that's him. Stupid. No, you're thinking a toilet ass too. <laughs> the toilet is you. Look who's talking now. The toilet. Yeah. Tony Danza does the voice of a toilet. Yeah. Is that, uh, is that? Hey, shit in my mouth. Yeah. Shit in me. Oh, hey. hey oh. Well, Samantha. I must have really messed up in a past life. <laughs> Somebody up there doesn't like me. <laughs> I'd love this. Why, why is Tony Danza like a bad impression of Sylvester Stallone? Best pizza in the world. Oh, Adrian. Adrian, I'm Tony Danza. <laughs> shit in my mouth. I'm also a toilet. Someone takes it, t- eats a huge slice of pizza, and then takes a shit, and he goes, Best pizza in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that's a New York slice. Yeah, that's his ability. He, can, he knows exactly what you ate. And that's he's a bit thing. judgmental he's about judgmental. it if you're not <laughs> treating your body right. Yeah, yeah. 
ever heard of a vegetable? <laughs> Saying stuff like that. <laughs> well, that's what I call a well-balanced diet. Tacos again? Oh, no! <laughs> Your plate's got to have a little green on it. <laughs> if it ain't got the green... Uh, uh, and then he finishes that. <laughs> wow, okay, great. Samara, Just, would you... It's all great. What kind of... Fairly Brothers movie, would you would you ever be in a Fairly Brothers movie? Branch out from the horror? Oh, that is a great question. Um, I'd love to be in a comedy. I'm actually trying to get into screenwriting myself, um, oh. you know, and I've had some ideas for some films. Um, UK, okay. So I feel like Hollywood's really into remakes right now, and I kind of want to, like, hop on that train. Um, and I was thinking of a remake of... Before um, you say anything, remember, don't ruin my childhood. <laughs> Okay, I'll try not to. Um, okay. um, it's a remake of the movie The Devil's Advocate. <gasps> okay. okay. Except instead of being um, a lawyer, it's like just a guy who when, when you say anything, he's like, yeah, but have you, have you considered? Right. Well, the what was The Devil's Advocate again? Oh, my gosh. Is that Pacino? That's Pacino yeah. and um, Keanu Reeves. Right. Yeah, I like that. I like that remake. I also love good. The Devil's Advocate. I really liked it. It was Pacino going full Pacino. Just yes. full on, like, scent of a woman Pacino. Where it's like, mm. oh, you don't even know me! Yeah. Like, just <laughs> so good. You have no idea what I can do to you. I'm the devil. <laughs> Is he the devil in the movie? He's the devil, uh, yeah. Who's, the, who's his advocate? Keanu's his well, advocate. Well, he's also uh, a lawyer. That's the no, thing. No, Keanu's his advocate. He gets hired to represent him. Wait, the devil's getting sued in this movie? I yes, what? but I don't remember why. For what? So, <laughs> there's something going on with law. And yeah. Keanu's a young stud lawyer. It was like a fucking great I can movie. get anyone off. And, and <laughs> even was, Satan yeah. himself. And he looks to the camera and he says, Whoops, that came out wrong. <laughs> it's a, it, it was a great movie. Keanu, I mean I love Keanu, but he, he was bad in it, but he was trying so hard. And that's why you like him, because he tries. He does try really hard. He does try and he does fail. He's got a wheelhouse. (laughs) He's got a wheelhouse and it's small. And then he loves to just venture outside of that wheelhouse. It does not include a British accent, which he tried to pull off in Dracula and Toe so bad. Yeah, that is truly like one of the most amazing movies ever. And he, listen, he's a fun element in it. But I do feel like it might have been better with someone who was more competent. Same thing with with The Devil's Advocate. It was like actually not a bad movie, but he just... he just can't hold a candle to Al Pacino's acting, right? He's just when Pacino's so... like, you had paradise, and you lost it! <laughs> it's lost! Oh my gosh. I loved that movie when I was like 19. I thought it was so great. Oh, I bet it's still so fun. Oh, I mean, so... I don't know. Maybe it sucks. I haven't uh, seen it. Yeah, it, it, it's... yeah. You've I, actually seen it a lot of times since then. Andy, I saw but, it twice. But I wipe your memory every time after God you see it with it, my <laughs> MIB tool, because you talk about it You're too just much. using it, <laughs> Like, why are you just... Are you kidding me? Of course I am. Do you know how many times you've walked in on me having sex and I've had to wipe your brain MIB style? Well, that is okay. I'm glad you did that. I don't want to remember that ever. Yeah, but then do you know how many times I've walked in on you when I was having sex (laughs) and laughed to whoever I was having sex with and then wiped your brain after saying, watch this? (laughs) All right. Permanent damage, baby. That's why your nose always bleeds. Oh, that's it. That's the reason. Yeah, and you can't get at it because you got hooves. Okay, so tell us. Okay, uh, you're you're writing screenplays. You've got this devil's devil's advocate uh, remake that sounds like it's about a mansplainer. May yeah, I say? it's more like a reboot, I guess. Yeah, well, I yeah. like that. Mm. Um, who's gonna be in that? Are we talking Tessa Thompson? Oh yeah, she could be in that. I feel like she would. <laughs> she has definitely probably had lots of men do that to her, and you sure. know why not? Put her in. So Mary, Literally, can... any woman could play the role of the woman in this film. I think. Now that is simultaneously a fair statement on behalf of women and a rude statement towards actors <laughs> who try really hard to do the thing beyond just knowing what it's like. That's at least half of it, though, knowing what it's like. Yeah, fair enough. You got to yeah. have uh, experience to pull from. Um, what do you have? Any other screenplay ideas you want to share with us? Um, you know, okay. <laughs> You could say this is almost the exact same idea, but okay. hear me out. It's a remake of Goodfellas. Oh. Okay. Okay. And the guys are like, why does this keep happening to us? We're good. <laughs> We're nice. Yeah. Oh, no, not all nice. men. Hashtag not all men. Oh, this is a not all men movie. This is a not all men movie. <laughs> Hashtag not all these men the only, I've had, uh, These are the only types of ideas I have. Wait, so, <laughs> so these, get on board. These guys who, who, have been, who are getting targeted and arrested and knocked off for a botched 
robbery mm. are convinced it's only happening to them because people think they're not nice guys. Yeah, they're yeah. not good fellas. Good fellas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we would. They're like they or they know we're good fellas and we'll just meekly take it. Oh yeah. So you know. We're not the kind of guys who rob Lufthansa every weekend. Yeah. It's a no. one-shot deal. We're nice, good fellas. We watched Olive Girls. They're always like saying stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Paul Sorvino slicing up garlic in the prison cell. And he's like, I don't get it. I watched Olive Girls. <laughs> I should be in here. Um, okay. That's fun. Do you have anything else? Mm. Any other fun ideas? It seems like you got a full notebook here. Um, okay. Another. Okay. I'm only working in reboots. I hope that's okay. That's I just really feel like that's we're in a moment. That's all movies are. That's all movies Right? No new for. ideas. That's yeah. how I feel. 2020, yeah. no new ideas. Yeah, I actually think remakes are better than the originals okay, in a lot of thank ways. Thank you. 2020 thank is going to be the year of remakes and reboots because, baby, hindsight is 2020. <laughs> and 2020 is hindsight. I honestly, truly believe that's probably like going to be a tag for one of the trailers or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hindsight is 2020. Yeah, it's going to be like a fun, um, I don't know, like uh, some city's going to get the Olympics in 2020. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they're just going to make it like someone else's from the past that worked. And it won't work again. But it'll have a fun slogan. What do we have here? Wait. Reboot. Reboot. Okay. So do you know the movie My Best Friend's Wedding? Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Julia Robb. Uh, yeah. Cameron D. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, Rupert Ev. Guy. And Rupert Everett. And then Guy. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Richard Gere? No, he's enough? like, mm. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Was he on a law or cop yeah, show? Yeah, right? He definitely was. He's the, he's Christopher like, Maloney? Uh, yeah, it's Christopher <laughs> Maloney. He's the hunk The guy you have to get before he <laughs> yeah. gets married. <laughs> um, okay. Ed Bagley Jr.? <laughs> uh, Rupert Everett? No, no, no. Dermot Mulrooney? Dermot Mulrooney. I don't know who that My is My second favorite Mulrooney. Philip Bosco? <laughs> Next to Brian. Okay, so the plot of My Best Friend's Wedding is essentially like Julia Roberts' best friend, who she's never been interested in before, is getting married, and now she's so interested that she has to go ruin his wedding. Okay, it's that movie, except Julia Roberts is treated like the sinister villain she truly is in the film. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) So you just want to reboot and remake these movies with sort of a more reasonable modern perspective on the actions therein. Yeah, just a bit of, you know, I just want to... Um, reveal a thing or two about the films we've just accepted as good and just show them maybe they're just not as good. Okay, yeah. yeah I, I feel like the bad. end of that sentence was more attitude than words, but I, I do understand what you meant. <laughs> I think it. you gotta, in this business, you make it on attitude. Well, and that's in not this wrong. Business, so let me ask you a tough question. If someone, including yourself, was to reboot The Ring mm, today mm. in our modern times, what would that look like? Okay, it'd be, it'd be about um, a woman who gets proposed to, and then she says, no thanks, I choose my career. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I like pivoted to a different kind of ring to yeah, avoid yeah. sort of some hard questions. Yeah, no, no, I don't want to address anything about myself. That's okay. uh, uncomfortable. I don't even really remember. Was the ring problematic? I mean, I think everything was problematic Only in as 2013 as... if you watch anything. Well, but, yeah. I guess from the perspective of the woman who killed a bunch of people in the ring, you know, do you want to be represented as... No, I'm not saying it was, like, not problematic in that sense. No. I don't mean... I mean, I don't even know what you would mean by that. I don't know. I guess it would be, like... I thought that's I what guess we were she doing right problem. now. Yeah, we were, but I was kind of like... swinging somewhere else, but I, yeah. now I hear what you're saying. Yeah. What would the problematic ring look like? Uh, before like the before problem- you die, you see the ring, and it's twisted into the shape of a swastika. <laughs> sure, that'd be a bit problematic. Like yeah. the movie, like the movie uh, uh, Animal House. Yeah, there's a scene. Do you remember the scene in Animal House where they go to a bar and it's just filled with black people? And I'm like, okay, what's the twist on this? They're like, oh my god, it's black people. Oh my god, we're in trouble. Yeah. And the twist was there was no twist. Uh, black people are dangerous. Okay. They left. That was it. I was like, I thought they're so they're gonna befriend these guys. No, no. Okay, they're just scary black guys. Well, what's the name of the director again? What's his name? Uh, Max Landis's father. Uh, John Landis. And he lived, in, and he lived in Hollywood for. Two years, and that's enough for him to just start referring backwards. John Landis, 
Yeah, I don't know. Max is dead. Um, <laughs> you knew Max Landis. Yeah. Before the scandal. Uh, before the scandal. I mean, I kind of knew him. I knew him because we friends are friends and we hung out a couple, like, through, like, with, I was at a party where he was at a party. I don't know. I, I don't even it. remember nice. all the details of it, but I know he's a bad dude. He's one of those guys. But his dad, yeah. besides whatever you just talked about, blemish free personal history yeah, absolutely he's <laughs> never, never done anything, anything. Wrong. no 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 nothing no. wrong there was nothing wrong involving helicopters whatsoever great director oh, knows right. how to direct a helicopter mm-hmm. oh uh, nobody got hurt during his productions no he said no animals were hurt during the making of this film and then the brackets <laughs> <"Bye-bye."> <laughs> <laughs> as far as humans go Yikes. <laughs> it's the only credit sequence where you could feel the credits tugging their collar. <laughs> the Twilight it's like Zone movie. But you know that it's like, what? It's, oh, yeah, it's truly horrifying. It's like a, yeah. an old man and two children. Two yeah. children. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. fucking Got terrible. Truly off. crazy. Some laws well, were what, changed. What? Do you want to hear the craziest shit? He spoke at the guy's funeral. He, like, wow. got up and... I was reading the Wikipedia about it. John Landis presumably under the advice of his lawyers, got up during this guy who he had essentially murdered, uh, oh got up during the funeral and spoke. Did the, and his, was the and his fa- wife was there and his family. Like It was a family funeral. Were they like, wow. I'm glad you did no. that, John Landis? everyone was horrified. Everyone was horrified. So this man went up and, t- and he was like, oh my God, the hubris... He was like, oh, I'm just going to do this? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. This has really hurt me as well. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like, like, I think this. the important thing to remember is that I oh, have, the last thing he said to me as he bled out from the helicopter wound was, don't let my director. family sue you. <laughs> You're a really good director. Yeah. It was worth it, I think. <laughs> we are excited because you're talking about screenwriting. This is... Kismet, because Ev was just telling me recently that he got a job as a screenwriter's assistant, copywriter, copy editor. You did something for a screenwriter. Ev, I want you to set it up because you brought some scripts that you want to share with us today. Yeah, so um, basically a couple of years ago, I worked for a production company when I thought I, before I kind of knew how podcasting was my life, I thought maybe I could be a writer. And this producer who, um, he saw some talent in me or something or he gave me a job to rewrite a, a every script of a drama series that an old Italian man wrote. <laughs> this is how he explained it to we me. Just, and we just want to clarify, like, obviously we make up a bunch of bullshit on the show and it's part of the charm. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this part, is 100% real. This is 100% this is real that it was probably six years ago that this happened. He's like, I have this show. It's about... Uh, Teen, these teen models who go to an international model academy in Milan. And it was written by this guy. He's an older guy, an Italian man. So what I need you to do is take all these scripts, fix up the grammar and spelling. Um, and he, the other note he gave me was modernize it, in brackets, add cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> and to remove some of the sexiness of it remove it remove it it. but but keep some of it but remove stuff that's unnecessary okay so i didn't do any of that and i just have the original raw script that (laughs) the italian man wrote okay um and i thought it'd be kind of fun maybe uh to learn a little bit about you know see a script and we could read maybe the first scene of the of episode one you looked into this um, because we were worried about reading this stuff, and the production company no longer exists. Yes, I've been told the production company has officially shut down. Okay. And it's no longer in production. But yeah, this is an hour. I have eight hour long scripts of this show. This is just the Holy first yeah, this opening is scene of episode one. Officially the thickest script I've ever held. It for is a 69 show. pages. Oh, it's 69 pages, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Um, it was 68 pages, but he was like, one more. <laughs> but if you'll see, the uh, screen direct, stage directions are half pages. Oh, that's chunky. So it's, it's that's like, like last chapter of Ulysses chunky. Um, <laughs> okay, let's... So uh, should we just do the, the opening scene? Yeah, let's read the, the opening cold scene. Open. Who's who? Who's yeah, whom? Who should be who here, Ev? Um, okay, well, maybe I'll be Dr. Giraldi. Okay. I'll read and, the, should I read the stage directions here? Yeah, there's unfortunately only two characters in this. Okay, script. I'll just watch. 
So, <laughs> Andy, you read the stage His directions. preference. What? I'm fine with that. Okay, all right. Fine. You read the stage directions. And, uh, yeah, because you're a director. You can read the stage directions. Samara, do you want to play Sybil? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so Sybil is our main character. I'll just chime in with witticisms. Oh, great. Yeah, you give notes as we go. I'll, I'll give some footnotes. David Foster Wallace style. <laughs> oh, nice. I flip to the end of the book. Sybil. Sybil, 23 years, in brackets. Canadian. Wait. Wait, Blue eyes. No, oh, no, no, no. From the top, from the top, from the top. Yeah, from know. the top, Andy. We want to hear all of the script. Starting well, this is all page. bullshit. Who fucking cares about this? We're here to hear how bad it is. Yeah, but I want to get to it. This is all bullshit. Okay, look. All right, this is all in caps. A shoot of the fashion streets of Milan, Italy. Who cares? Don't uh, judge the, it. That's important. Windows... You're doing my job. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. The window uh, of the, uh, the most important fashion shops... Uh, the advertising posters, the most important luxury brands. Holy shit. Good. Fade in. Fade in. Exterior, Milan, panoramic view of Castle Square. Morning. Panoramic view of the Castle of Milan. Push in uh, a window of an old building in a doctor's office. Dissolve too. Okay, here we go. Interior, Milan, doctor's office. Morning. Sybil, in brackets, 23 years. Okay. Canadian, blue eyes, long, uh, blonde, long hair. Blonde, long hair. Okay, Jesus. Uh, is sitting in a medical bed in a bra, a shorts. Okay? Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. First spelling mistake. First spelling Fucking mistake. idiot. Yeah. Uh, a body models. Very thin. Oh, God. <laughs> Standing in front of her, comma, Dr. Roberto Giroldi, in brackets, 60 years. Italian, almost bald, with dark eyes and robust, robust physique. A serious expression with syringe is withdrawing from the girl's arm a blood sample. <laughs> oh, wow. This is like good. it was just it's put a... right into Google Translate. Yeah, it's a uh, mouthful. I like <laughs> okay, Geraldi, get in there. Are you, and you're focused on her arm. You told me that often happened to have dizziness? Yes, but in the morning had never happened. She's smiling while they, she says that. Now Geraldi removes the syringe from the arm, pointing to hold the cotton on the hole vacated by the syringe. How much you wait? Holding down the cotton uh, on her arm, smiling. 103. <gasps> How much? Making the move to get up from the medical bed. 103 pound. I'm not sure. A pound is capitalized. <laughs> interrupting at, Geraldi is interrupting and mo- motioning with his hand to stay sit. Less than 50 kilos? Are you not ashamed? You are right to do blood tests, but I tell you now that your problem is that you are too skinny. You must take at least 10 kilos, tall as you are. Three exclamation points, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Shakes her head slightly, smiles. So I end up before starting. I came here in Italy to become a top model. Hmm. Geraldi moves to the small desk, turning his back to her. Models are all crazy. Three exclamation marks. It's a miracle you can manage to stand up. Ellipses. Please, eat some good plate of spaghetti. <laughs> Another, <laughs> Another ellipses. <laughs> yeah, Sybil gets up from the medical bed, approaches the desk chair wearing the blouse. I'll eat when I'm done with modeling, and I will deal only with my many children. Oh, wow. Charlie's <laughs> sitting on the other side of the desk. He puts the vial of blood sample in a transparent plastic envelope, writes on a piece of paper. Listen to me, Spaghetti. Otherwise, the next time, otherwise the next exam, that will be an autopsy. Did he call her spaghetti? No. I don't know if that's like no, a like, nickname or if he's like, listen, eat spaghetti. spaghetti. Oh, yeah, that's or you will die. Spaghetti. You, you, need, verb out. you need spaghetti. Now, Sybil says this curiously sitting in front of the doctor. Autopsy? She's stupid. Uh, <laughs> Geraldi hands her a piece of paper with a serious tone. Autopsy is what they do to dead bodies. Oh, she Sybil's <laughs> worried. Before she can say anything, Geraldi says, Oh, this one has five dots, five ellipses. Very long pause. He looks at her seriously and hands her the paper again. Just kidding, but please eat more. When were you, th- or where are you thinking going with those four bones? And take these medicines. <laughs> now she took the paper. Four bones. <laughs> She's smiling while she says that. What does that mean? Geraldi cracks a smile and says, jokingly, You have never seen women in the paintings of the Renaissance. How much substance? Stands up from her chair, amused, smiles. 
Now they call him fat. It's sin. Three exclamation marks. <laughs> I came to Milan to attend the most important fashion school in the world. They will not let me in with what you call the substance. The substance? What? What's the... Fat? That's like a sci-fi. Oh, yeah, the substance, that comes, that's a big part of uh, later on in this script. Okay. Geraldi said, it says with an expression of disapproval. Forget about the fashions and eat. And please, leave your phone number to my secretary, and she will call you as soon as the result of the exams are ready. It will take a few days. Sybil walks out the door smiling. Thanks. He waves to the girl. Please eat. Three exclamation points, ellipses. That's the cold open. So that, and also, so this cold open is just a doctor trying to get a very skinny woman to eat spaghetti. Yes. <laughs> that kind of sets perish. the tone for the whole show. Okay. Should I spoil the ending of this first I kind episode? Of, I, I will say, I would, wouldn't mind this to be a segment that we just keep going. Okay, maybe, we'll just, maybe we'll just go through so, this whole script. Okay, that's point. fun. So you just heard sec- segment yeah. one. Of our newest running bit, <laughs> episode one, <laughs> Milan's Fashion Show TV series. I mean, we've got eight episodes of this, so... I, yes, this might even, maybe it could even be its own podcast, a spin-off. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, no. It'll just be a segment. And we'll call that podcast Breaking the NDA. <laughs> <laughs> like, later on in this, there's so much stuff that I had to change in the script that would be like... Uh, Sybil would be in her apartment with her roommate who she just met and I'd be like Sybil is lying in her bed only wearing shorts and like her roommate is completely naked wow and just like stuff like that and I'd have to be like right. she's lying in bed looking at her phone completely uh, dressed dressed, <laughs> totally dressed. <laughs> wearing and pajamas normal, normal person Sybil wearing... is nude all four of her bones are showing and the writer and creator of the series is not allowed on the set during this scene uh, what are we doing? We're doing the thing we should talk because it's Halloween. It's Halloween. We should actually talk about some Halloween themed things. Yes. Yes. That's, I love them. We're going to talk about dun, 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 our favorite Halloween specials of all time. Samara, feel free to chime in because I bet. Did you get a uh, TV down in your well? Yeah. Absolutely. Of course you did. Yeah. It TV's was my primary thing. mode of transportation. It was down there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Andy, what's your favorite Halloween special? I think my favorite Halloween special, uh, the, the, uh, the the Seinfeld special. Oh, that's a good one. I love the Seinfeld special. There was a couple actually, which was uh, weird because they did one every year. But oh, yeah. my favorite one was uh, where, where George commits suicide, and then he just spends his entire uh, the entire episode uh, just just screaming, "Jerry, I'm a ghost, Jerry, Jerry." Who's this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then Jerry goes, "That was good." How is this? <laughs> that's good, actually. In that same episode, that's the one where Elaine dates the guy who goes to the Halloween costume party dressed as Aladdin. She goes, oh, so he yeah. dressed as Aladdin. And then Jerry goes, uh, he didn't do the face. And she goes, oh, he did the face. <laughs> he did the face. He did the face. <laughs> he's a face painter. Oh, he's a face painter. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then uh, Kramer's like, uh, my friend Bob Sacamano did the face. <laughs> it was a different time. That was last year, Kramer. Well, that episode is also the one where Kramer wants to give out candy, but he lives in an apartment building, so he rigs up a pulley system to lower it to the ground for the kids, but then local toughs keep stealing his candy. So he invents a... <laughs> That's actually, like, genuinely actually good. good. <laughs> Listen, I think that, and he does the face. Yeah, those That's are real all one. good ones. Kramer, and then Kramer <laughs> tries to get back at the local... He tries to devise something so the local toughs can't take more than one candy at a time. So he creates, like, a little hand booby trap, but then he, like, cuts a tough's hand, and then they sur- they swarm him, and they try to get him. I can 100% see that be in that actual episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> Pretty good. And then Kramer comes running into Jerry's... He's like, Jerry, you gotta hide me. The toughs are after me. I booby trap their hands. And then uh, he finds out about Elaine's boyfriend and he's like, and he says the Bob Sacramento thing. <laughs> oh yeah, what did Jerry do in that episode? He just probably just hung out and reacted to people, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he tried to break down the, the semantics of trick or treat for a joke, but he yeah. couldn't get it. And it drove him mad. <laughs> crazy. And then uh, that fool. Who's saying trick? Yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> Who does a trick? No one does a trick, really? Can't we save time on this? It's just treat. It's just treat. That's all anyone wants. And who is expected to do the trick? Am I being tricked? If I say trick, am I accepting the trick? No tricks. Here's what are a... the semantics of the trick and the treat? Here's a trick. Don't say it. 
<laughs> if you don't say trick, you've tricked me. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. That's a, a, good a trick is so rare on Halloween, that would be the real treat. <laughs> that's actually good. Like a good pretty, yeah. yeah, that's pretty a good. good. I think you should. I think you should work that. Work that into your actual act. Uh, Dad, <laughs> there's no trick. There's no trick. <laughs> he just gets into a thing. He just keeps saying that over. Starts and over breaking again. down the word trick. Yeah, got a lot of connotations. Pranks. We know that. Sex work. Well, that comes out of nowhere. Can't we find a different word? Turning a trick? <laughs> I don't want that word so coming out of kids' mouths. Don't say it. <laughs> change the word. <laughs> Please change the word. That's, that's the end of every, every sign of it, where he's confused by multiple connotations. Please change the word. He's genuinely scared. <laughs> you got a lump in your throat. When you feel for cancer, you're feeling for a lump. Come on! And I'm supposed Please to Please change the word. I'm supposed to want two of those in my cup of tea. <laughs> Someone's gotta change the word! Please! Please change the word! Oh my god. <laughs> Let's take it to our final segment of the show. The segment we always like to close out with. The segment that always it happens. <laughs> and then it's done. Yep. And it is. All right, we, uh, well, since we have a movie star here, Samara, I thought we'd just do classic movie trivia. Oh, that's So great. just uh, just simple movie trivia, okay? Are you... Multiple choice for the most part. Do you fancy yourself a movie buff, Samara? Yeah, I feel like I could crush some movie trivia. Nice. Oh, nice. All right. Um, okay, question one. What was Don Rickles' last movie? Was it A, The Zookeeper? I actually think I know this. Or B, Toy Story 3? Oh, I don't know this. Movie, not last appearance, because okay. he did other stuff after. What do we think, Samara? Was it the Zookeeper or Toy Story Three? Ev really going about filling out these multiple choices. <laughs> <laughs> just next week, it's just gonna be one You'll choice. You'll see. Uh, what I do have you C and D, and no, nothing filled in. <laughs> Our intern is becoming extremely lazy. I'm gonna go with Toy Story Three. Toy Story Three or the Zookeeper? What's the Zookeeper? Um, it was like a Kevin James movie. Oh, right. The Happy Zoo. Madison, I believe. Oh, yeah. I have seen that. And he, he can talk to animals. And they all yeah. want out. And he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And then like, yeah. uh, I think like a bird, a big bird probably fall, flies into the glass. And Kevin James says, that's going to leave a mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's like sassy animals. Probably Kevin Hart does a voice of something. Yeah. Someone says like, no, not that one. The Blackbird. And then the bird's like, who are you calling black? <laughs> yeah. like, I guarantee that's a joke I, yeah. from one of the animals. The I black rhino. Like, who are you calling black? <laughs> Which well, one is I it? I guess we'll get well, just the one guess then. It is the zookeeper. Oh my God. Who does he play? What is he? He plays the voice of an animal. I forget which one. Yeah. yeah that, oh, I know he's an animal. He doesn't play the voice of a human character. It's not an animated film. I think maybe a bear. The Maybe bear. a bear. I think he plays the bear. This is... <laughs> Did you write this on the way here without using any kind of internet? Uh, really? just wrote no. It <laughs> no, he just said it with cartoonishly yes eyes. <laughs> um, okay. I'm pretty sure he plays the bear. Okay. All right. I got. I bet I know the joke that he's got in it. Someone's like, not him, the black bear. <laughs> Why's it gotta be black? He says, you call Why's black? it gotta be oh, black? No. That's what it is for sure. All right, question two. Which actor died on the set of The Zookeeper? And made you president. <laughs> Was it A, Don Rickles, or B, Tweet the Giraffe? The actor Tweet the Giraffe. I mean, Tweet the Giraffe. Sure. If there's a giraffe called Tweet, I'm putting him on mute. <laughs> oh, God. I'm blocking him. Okay, if it's Don Rickles' last film, maybe he died on the set. I'm going to go with Don Rickles. Died on the set of the zookeeper? Mm -hmm. Ugh. They were flying a helicopter really low over the zoo. And the yeah. off. They cut off the bear's head and he was doing the voice from right behind the bear. They hadn't mastered ADR just yet. 
<laughs> He's like, no, I want to feel oh. the spirit of this bear. I want to feel it. It cut the bear's legs off and got Don Rickles' head. <laughs> it's quite short. Wait, does Don Rickles just roast the other animals in this movie? He must. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, he does the roasting. Hey, oh penguin. Where, where, where are you going? Yeah. yeah. What's this guy? Yeah, basically. Going to a wedding or uh, a <laughs> <laughs> Kevin James is like uh, the bear. I think is homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> the bear keeps making some pretty off-color jokes. Well, uh, Andy, that's a point for Andy. Tweet the giraffe did die on set in Jeez. this uh, movie. It's an animal, but unfortunately, luckily he uh, captured all his scenes. So it's an died. animal. That is... Yeah, yeah, the animal. It's just weird giraffe. you call it animal and actor. It's just an animal. It's not like a. Fucking well, he was actor. acting, and he's uh, also that's that. That's really rude, Andy. Have you even seen Airbud? <laughs> Animals can dogs, act. Tweet. Like dogs and animals don't act. They are just they're they're just following what the their owners do. Oh no, Tweet had range because he also was the mascot for Toys R Us. Oh, for oh. Re- he re- truly was. He was okay. He was the cartoon version. No, I guess they mean? switched to a live version. There was a live an, there was a live giraffe in Toys. <laughs> was there? Yeah. Jesus. Tweet the giraffe yeah, died, but um, <clears throat> just checking the headline here. Tweet the giraffe died, but um, <clears throat> Facebook post the porpoise was spared. <laughs> Facebook post the, the porpoise was spared that could that could be on TV <laughs> that could be that could be on one of our satire news shows here we go uh, okay. at, um, at Jack bring back tweet <laughs> oh so the Nazis can stick around between the giraffe <laughs> has to die sure Jack Okay, so final question. Based on what we know of The Zookeeper, which is a Kevin James movie where he's the titular zookeeper. Don Rickles essentially died on it and a giraffe for real did. Do you think there is a scene, and this is not a multiple choice, this is kind of an open-ended essay-style question. Do you think... Essay. (laughs) Essay question? Do you think in The Zookeeper, based on what you know of it, that there is a scene where Kevin James is sitting in a gorilla's lap like a baby? Yes, that you don't need. No, you don't need an SC stop question for that. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Do you think? Yeah. Yes, I do. Yes. So, Mara, what do we think? I think no. I think there's a scene where Kevin James is sitting in the lap of a gorilla, like an exotic dancer. <laughs> now that's what I call a lap dance. That's what the bear says. Hey, if that's a lap dance. Check, please. <laughs> hey, don't go to the champagne room. Hey, no touching in the champagne room. That's what he says. I Well, yes, there is, of course, there's a scene of Kevin James in the gorilla's lap. And there's also a scene of... right after he bonks his head and then he goes, Mommy? <laughs> and then the bear goes, uh, That ain't your mommy, pal. <laughs> Although yeah. it looks just like, yeah. There's also a scene in the zookeeper. Where Kevin, the gorilla, who Kevin James kind of grows up, he becomes friends with the gorilla, and there is a scene where the gorilla is singing and dancing. What the fuck? <laughs> What's he singing? He's singing Apple Bottom Jeans. Oh my <laughs> god. Is this a DreamWorks film? <laughs> it's a for real Is this a movie. dream you had? In the works, <laughs> man. It is so a dream. Wait, I'm so sorry. I, I checked out for a sec. This is a movie. <laughs> This is a, Andy. This is a, I know, but I'm just it gets these get these sessions get so long and I just I, it's um, so, hot. so so just just to clarify, this is a movie where uh, a, a normal human man uh, uh, suddenly gets to talk he, to he people. He bonks his head for real. I he bonks his head and, he and then he can people. talk to animals. Because Doctor Doolittle, that's isn't that the whole thing with Doctor? He didn't bonk his head. I don't think he, he bonks his head. No, he is born insane. So he's born insane. <laughs> so it's just do- it's Doctor Doolittle, buddy. Yeah, but he's not a doctor. He just works at the zoo. So uh, there's several movies where humans get to talk to animals. Yeah. Let's just say Dr. Doolittle was dropped on his head a bit as a kid. <laughs> there's also a um, hilarious scene where the gorilla's riding a roller coaster with Kevin James. So can he control these animals? And it's animals? played by a real gorilla. Can he control them? No, they, they're, 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 so why are they doing human it. things? Because they are friends. They're friends. Okay. Okay. All right, okay. Ladies, ladies. Aren't you tired about how men get to have movies about bonking their heads and talking to animals, but when you bonk your head in a movie, you just learn to get thin? (laughs) 
or something. Is that how it goes? Yeah. I think that was an Amy Schumer movie. Amy Schumer movie. It's a few. Yeah, that's, that's a thing. Oh, wait, no, I think no, that movie is shallow. They learn to love themselves. She learns to love herself and, and but yeah. No, I think she's she shallow she house herself. herself. She sees herself as thin, so that means she's good. In the future, she everyone will shallow how themselves. <laughs> <laughs> she looked at herself like, I'm hot because uh, I'm thin. That's or like I'm, I think I, I, have, I have confidence because I'm thin. She, she can she's, talk yeah. to animals, but they all just passively aggressively insult her body until she <laughs> becomes determined to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Samara? Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, my pleasure. Honestly, thank, my true and real pleasure. You know, thank you for leaving the well. Good luck on your um, all of your future endeavors. Thank you. We always like to end our episode with a shout out to a local comedian. So please check out. Samara from The Well, or you can check out a comedian just to pull a name out of the hat named Cheryl Han, who you can follow on Twitter at, at Cheryl Han, C-H-E-R-Y-L-H-A-N-N, uh, or you can check her out on Instagram at um, scumsuck. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Andy, any last words? Uh, thanks. Bye, everyone. Samara, any last words? Bye and good day, good day, good day. Ev? I love you guys. Ev loves you. <laughs> Shout out to Ev's agent Vince. Keep getting him those good rolls. And if you're ever in the uh, bathrooms in the path underground in Toronto, you can check out Ev handing out stuff. He hopes you tip him. It yeah. is part of a play. Check out my play. Goodbye, everyone. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar. Hey, Griffin Steve. here, and we want to tell you about our show. It's called Killed to Death, and every week we solve a made-up murder. It's all improv, with a ton of great comedy guests, like Sean Cullen, Mark Little, Sarah Hennessy, Becky Johnson, Chris Locke, a polite no from one of the members of legendary Canadian comedy group Kids in the Hall. Sometimes you can hear the guys who live above us talking through the ceiling. Nicole Passmore, and many more. Check it out on the Sonar Network, where you can find this show, or search Killed to Death wherever you get your podcasts. Killed to Death. It's usually less than an hour.